are listening to The Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three relatively grown men binge the iconic HBO series Sex and the City. So dust off those DVDs and grab yourself a white wine or even a cosmopolitan and settle in. Take it away, boys. Welcome to the Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three guys watch their way through Sex and the City for the first time ever, mostly. I'm Corey Cavan. I'm Kevin James Doyle. My name is John Sieber. And today we are still in California. We have a guest that we are very excited about. He's an actor and he was on the show Sex and the City. <laughs> Please welcome and website creator. Also yes. a website creator. I would still say making websites. Someone who's still starting. making them. People still need them. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, it's the internet's changed, but it just keeps growing. Has it though? I mean, really? <laughs> only, uh, only 1999, 1998 internet is basically the same. It's just, right? it's, it's true. You're yeah. born. It's true. It's, all it's true. It's all about cats. Yeah. Uh, Lady, ben Weber. Ben Weber, everyone. Ben Thank you guys. Weber. Introduction. Oh man. We, Thanks we so are, much. We're currently in the back of a real estate office in Culver City. <laughs> On the walls, it says teamwork. It says never, never give up up which coming together is the beginning coming so we're here we're doing this what's great is there's a window so there's like it's gonna look like the people who have the real estate office were like can we rent this room for a few hours and then we're just gonna be watching sex in the city <laughs> <laughs> just gonna be i know window. it is funny that they we came in and they were like yeah if you guys need anything and then i was like can i have the wi-fi and they were just like anything you need um we hope you have a great meeting and now i are like what is this like <laughs> a weird fetish minutes. thing that four adult men get together and just watch sex in the city together <laughs> but also this room feels a little bit like this is where you come to close though right i mean yeah, this is yeah. serious this is like david yeah. mammoth this y- is yeah. yeah 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 that's true brass fucking balls. <laughs> Here's the deal. Here's the deal. We have coffee in front of us and you can only drink it yeah. if you close. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. 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 I get that vibe. I get it. Good. Good. So <laughs> Ben, you're, um, uh, you, you came and you met us. We met, I mean, it's, this is surreal. This is a, another milestone. This whole month has been a milestone for yeah. us in yeah. listens, in interviewing SJP. Our first, you're our first cast member, but you're the first cast member we've met in person. Yeah, yeah. that is true. Aww. Well, I am, I'm impressed by the way that you guys have built this show and you've built your audience. And I can tell you guys have a little bit of a swagger since <laughs> your, your big get, your big uh, SJP. I'm not going to say. Uh, <laughs> we, we were, I feel it. Yeah, yeah, I can feel it. You guys are douchebags now. Yeah, we're really uh, we, bringing a lot of life to this real yeah. office. You're, you know, you can't hear it on the podcast, but none of us have taken off our sunglasses yet. <laughs> we are indoors with sunglasses on. I'll tell you this, the when people are like, how'd you get Ben Weber on the podcast? We're like, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. <laughs> and that which, is true. Is- I send out a lot of, I send out a lot. Of, trust me. Uh, Chris Noth and, and Jeffrey Nordling and a few other people have Instagram messages from me. And that's just me being like, I'll throw them out. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and I'll, also, the, you said you miss 100% of the shots you don't take because that's a motivational poster on the wall yeah. in the room that we're meeting in. Oh, too. this isn't video? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we this is we're on like episode 75 now and still figuring out the mechanics yeah. of how the podcast work. Um, so we also are big fans of Unabomber. Oh. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Absolutely. John was before. And then when we talked to you last time, I've watched it since. Such a good show. It's, it's so it's good. insane, yeah, right? It's yeah, really, really good. Really good. Yeah. yeah. And it was really, uh, it was fun getting to to make a show in this sort of new era of television. Yeah. And uh, see how much work has to go into it. There was, we had one director did the whole show and he was just a madman. Yeah. And uh, so that was really cool. But yeah, it was Paul Bettany. Yeah, so good. Two language coaches on that because wow. you had to have Paul Bettany had a different thing. He had the the Unabomber, and then mm -hmm. you had the um, the East Philly accent mm -hmm. that they had to nail. It was cool. Really yeah, cool. Thanks for watching. Yeah. yeah, where did you all film that? It was my first job shooting in Atlanta, so I was down there for like five weeks, oh, right. five, months, might, five months, five yeah, months. Yeah, yeah. Maybe even longer, but yeah, it was a, we, I had a house there. I was living That's wild. in Atlanta and near the Pont city market. And, uh, it was great. There's a lot of stuff that goes on down there. And, and, uh, I was a real newbie, but it was, it was really fun to be down there. I, I like to mess with people on the Instagram and I'll post a picture of like, of, uh, like Kristen Davis from Seinfeld and be like, what season of sex and city is this? And people are like, it's Seinfeld. And I posted a picture of, of you and Chris Noth. And I was just like, what season of sex and city is this? And people are like, that's not sex in the city. Like they get so mad. But then the best part is some people that are like, what, what season is wait, this? What? <laughs> you they're said like, it was the third movie. And they're like, wait, what is this for wait, real? Yeah. They, oh yeah, I did. I said it was, it was sex in the city three, big justice. It was great. <laughs> it was like you, you guys in the cop outfits. And I was like, yeah, which, uh, which would be a great film. But um, it would, yeah, it'd be great. It's like they moved out of the city and they got serious about their lives. You yeah. created a hacking technology and you work for the government now. Big, obviously, yeah, completely. And then Big remembered you. He's like, there was this little guy named Skipper. <laughs> I need someone who can get inside. Raul, <laughs> let's go back down to the Lower East Side. I think this guy is down there in an apartment <laughs> hacking his way into the Chechnyans right now. Um, what? I want to make sure we don't ask you things that we already covered in the last interview. Yeah, yeah. Um, what would what we're gonna do? We're end up gonna just watch an episode with you. Yeah. When was the last time that you've watched Sex in the City? Yeah. Um, okay, so this is always interesting because I, whenever I get asked to do a podcast or something, I rewatch the first season and mm -hmm. the second season and maybe into the third. But I haven't seen the whole show. Because when I, when my involvement in, with it ended, I was, I just kind of went on, I, I went on to other things and yeah. just sort of spiritually, I was like, okay, I'm not going to, I don't know. I kind of needed to separate myself. Yeah. And I was thinking about this on the ride over. I was like, would I even watch the show if I wasn't in it now? Mm -hmm. I mean, that seems blasphemous to say, but at the time, you know, like this show came out and right after it, the Sopranos came out and I was mm -hmm. like. I remember being on the set of Sex and the City and some first AD or something was talking about The Sopranos. I was like, oh, I want to be on that show. Yeah. That's yeah. really cool. Oh, yeah. But then, um, but then to get involved with this show and to know how they were going to, the tack that they were going to take and how they were going to do it and how, how groundbreaking it was. Like, of course, sign me up for that experience. Yeah, but right. I don't know if 24, 25-year-old Ben Weber is the biggest sex in the city, you know, watcher right. at that time. That's, that's like what this whole kind of experience has been. Right. Is which like, is what the show is kind of, I mean, not to make it all about me, but no, that's no, kind no. of what it is. Right. For uh, you completely. Guys. Well, and like even us talking to friends that obviously different experience, but like, it's like you look at some talking to friends in New York and they're being like, what are you going to LA for? And I was like, oh, we're going out to interview a bunch of people about sex in the city. And they're yeah. like, 
you and John and Kevin. Were? <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, totally. Yeah, but it it it. I can imagine being an actor on a thing where you're like, ah, oh, this is a. Uh, from like zoom out and it's like, Oh, this is this, uh, chick flick show. Yeah. And I just totally. play this guy in and then it becomes a whole other thing all these years later. And also TV's changed so much since then to totally. where there's like actors in like it, genres I feel like have blended so much too. Yeah. I mean, when it came out, my, we didn't have HBO. I had to go over to my grandparents' house to watch it. Oh my goodness. Wow. Did they, they watch it with did they watch? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my grandparents were from Germany, so they were very European. They were okay, okay with the sexuality. That's, yeah. <laughs> That's great. We were, we were talking yesterday with a guest about the people, like now everyone, anyone can get Netflix and watch premium TV, but right. it was like the rich friends. Oh yeah. Like yes. who are the rich friends in your neighborhood that like had HBO yeah. and it's, or the cool parents. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Know, oh like, my God. It's funny. I was out for a bike ride with my son Gus the other day we were talking about, and, uh, we were doing this like geocaching game where you have to like look oh, for wow. these oh, yeah. clues and stuff. And sometimes you kind of have to get down and dirty or to find the clues and Gus found one. And then he was like in this alley and sort of behind this dumpster. He's like, dad, look at that. And I was like, what is it? And he picks it up and he's like, it's a sex in the city DVD. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That's amazing. The, <laughs> have they, have they seen the shows at all? Have they Boy, seen that's any a parts good, of it? No, no. Okay. Um, and not cause I'm like, you can't, I mean, I just haven't. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, why would I watch it? this when I go watch basketball highlights? I, like, I've yeah. done that with other stuff. There was like Twister came on randomly, which is the first movie I ever did. You were yeah. Twister? I was, that was my first, like, yeah. wow. That I didn't was my know that. first acting job was really cool. I was in Oklahoma and for like an entire summer. And, um, wow. Anyways, when, when stuff will come on, you know, I'll, Gus will sort of watch it with me. But yeah, Sex and the City. I I should. I don't. Why not? I should. Yeah, I'm so not interested will, in Sex and the City anymore. Twister. <laughs> I will say. I love. Well, welcome I love to the Twister, Twister boys. <laughs> well, I. First of all, the, did you ever go on the ride at uh, Disney World? No. Worst ride of all. We've time. talked about that on the podcast. I think it's before. Really, it's yeah. so bad. And Helen Hunt, right? Yeah, she's awesome. She's basically like, "Hey, welcome to the Twist ride." Twister was like a great movie to work on. And then it goes to Bill Paxton, RIP, great actor. Yeah. Bill Paxton, he's like, and he's so into it. And he's just like, he's like, the the raging winds. <laughs> the, like it goes through this whole thing and we were just <laughs> laughing. So my family text thread, this is four years ago. It's still, he is because the way he said it, he's like, hi, I'm Bill Paxton of Twister. And so my oh. family text thread is just, hi, I'm Bill Paxton. Oh. And, but it's, it's, I love that movie. And Philip Schumer Hoffman, my Dude, favorite yeah. actor of all I time. Would, Philip and I would go play basketball at like whatever Gosh. local YMCA. No way. We were like oh. Next to, I know, I know. And I had, you know. Anyway, he's my, yeah, he's my favorite, favorite actor of all time and love him in that and love him playing basketball and along came Polly. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know that scene? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Raindrops. <laughs> um, Very cool. All right. So that's great. So yeah, you, you, that was uh, all for me. Yeah. I appreciated yeah. that. No, it's, it's fine. <laughs> that's, do you, we, we, I guess we talked a little bit about this, but is there any, you were saying like you, you haven't watched it with your, your kids and going back to those days is like, it's a thing that like you're done with it and it's another time. But like, is there connection with other actors or anyone from that point in your life, uh, production wise or anyone that you worked with in New York at that time or anyone on the show or anything like that? No, I mean, people stop me all the time and say, it's like, you know, the thing I get the most sure. 
you know, that kind of attention for, but, and so I've been with my kids, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, at like a farmer's market in yeah. Hollywood and somebody came up to me and was like, oh my God, you were, you know, so they've had that experience, but I don't have like a pal from that time that we like, you know, re- get together and reminisce. How long was the actual shooting time? Um, we doing it? I mean, I felt like we shot the pilot in 97 Okay, and then it was like a full year. And then I remember getting the call from my manager and I kind of had to like jog my memory. Not that I was working so much, but I was like, Sex and City pilot. Oh, that thing? That's going to go? Wow. Okay. And it being almost like a, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Um, and uh, for some reason, I think when I got the call for that, I was out in, in LA mm-hmm. for pilot season. So I was like in the middle of like, mm-hmm. you know, trying to to, you know, make a name for myself. And I was like, okay, great. HBO. I'll come back and do this thing for HBO. Wow. The, um, the, oh, I was going to ask, I lost it. Well, why, why you're getting that back? This is, this is, this is more Ben Weber actor and less of the show. Do you, was there a time like, cause you said you were out doing pilot season here. Do you miss living in New York? And how long were you in New York doing like the comedian actor hustle? Um, yeah, so I was in New York. Uh, I graduated in nineteen ninety four. Okay, and I was working at a comedy club, like working at the door of this place called the Boston Comedy. Club, oh yeah, mm-hmm. which um, isn't there Street? anymore. But yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I was like doorman, passing out you know flyers, and then I'd get to go on like at the end of the night. And um, so I was doing that uh, for a couple years, and then I got an agent and a manager. Somebody was starting to uh, manage some people and they saw me perform and they wanted to work with me, not as a comic, but just as a, as an actor. And I was like, great, this is, you know, anything is going to pay more than, than working here. (laughs) I don't have to freeze my ass off um, standing outside. So that was kind of like my first big break. Um, And uh, it was great, but I had no, like, it was on the job training. Like I was an English major. I had done some stuff in in high school, but I hadn't, I wasn't even really like a big theater guy in high school. Like I was just sort of, I had a really good acting uh, teacher in high school, a guy named Mark Jenkins. And then I did a bunch of improv theater, which was really great to sort of find improv because I had some issues with dyslexia and I had trouble just learning lines. Mm -hmm. And so I still do. And so improv was the first time where I was like, oh, wow, I'm good at something, you know, like I'm not a jock. I'm not even a nerd, even though I kind of look like one. Mm -hmm. And so I, that was kind of my, my into that. So it was a big, uh, it was a big help because I was like, God, it's such a, it's tough to just be in New York and not really, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Know what you're doing. Yeah. What when what what was the description of Skipper that you first read? You mentioned that you kind uh, of looked like a nerd. Was that like something that was laid out that this is this nerdy guy who who is kind of dating out of his league, I would say? Is that was that something that you were aware of or did you have to flush that out after you accepted the role? I think I wish I remember what the breakdown was. I feel like, yeah. Web designer was in there. Something was in there. And around that time, I had started dating Kara, I believe. 
anyways, my wife uh, has always worked in technology. She's been in like startups from like day one mm. uh, since the late nineties. And so I think that gave me a little bit of agency that I was like, oh wait, I can do this. Yeah. I know. And they started to have like shows about startup right. and mm -hmm. technology. Like I remember the guy that does Doonesbury. What's that guy's name? Oh, uh, it's, um, oh he did gosh. a show that's going to kill me. That was like we'll, we'll the first show that was kind of a comedy that was also about, um, and I remember auditioning for that and I was like, oh, maybe this is an interesting space. Yeah. Also, you remember, the, you remember the movie, the net with uh, yeah. Sandra Bullock oh, yeah. that came out around. <laughs> it was the first like internet panic movie. It was like, they're going to steal all your information. Yeah. That's, that could happen. That still could happen. Yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah. Um, but anyway, so that gave me a little bit of like, oh, maybe there's a, a niche here. Cause I was not sure what, how I fit into this big world. You know, I wasn't like a really big, like, you know, actor who just disappears into some role. I was mm. really the opposite. I was just like, this is going to be, I'm going to be me in every single yeah. thing I do. You yeah. know, like I'm not, you know, let's just be honest about it. And so I don't remember what, like, what gave me the confidence to go in there. And, or I didn't even know if I had confidence, but I just remember going in, to, to test for them. And it was a room like this big, mm -hmm. it was not an intimidating like thing. And I was like, Oh, this is great. Yeah. You know, cause I'd done, I've had some experience testing for some network stuff. And I don't know if you've ever had that. It's really daunting. You know, yeah. you're mm -hmm. in fucking Les Moonves's, you know, and you know, his, uh, his office. Yeah. So anyway, so it was approachable. It was, it was, were, doable. There, were there other skippers? Were there other people auditioning for skipper? God, that'd be you look great. around. Great. <laughs> I had a similar situation for, I was up for a role on sex on um, spin city. Uh, okay. Michael okay. J. Fox. Yeah, and yeah, I remember yeah. being kind of across from the guy that eventually got it. Uh -huh. And so that was a little bit more of like a, you know, it's almost like right. a movie. Like I'm psyching you out. Was it Joe yeah, Rogan? So You're looking at Joe. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't. I wouldn't. <laughs> Going for the same part. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't even remember. That'd be a good little detail to remember. Like who was up for that role when you're, um, uh, what I was going to say earlier, are your kids impressed or are they like, Oh dad, someone's stopping dad. Cause it's like in your, I feel like in your head, you always, I would think like, Oh, the kids will think that's cool. But then a dad is a dad is a dad. You yeah, know? totally. I think you're right. I think they do think it's cool, but I think it's, I did do a show recently that was on, um, uh, Snapchat. So, mm. uh, -huh which is like they're, you know, getting into entertainment. Mm -hmm. And this kid, we were giving a ride home from basketball, this friend of Will's, this kid named Brody, he was like, hey, I saw you in that Snapchat thing. And I was like, Snapchat thing? Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he was like, so that kind of impressed Will. But <laughs> it's, like, it's like when they're peers, right? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Red, but if some mom comes up to you at the farmer's market, like, dad, come on, let's I know. go. <laughs> Get out of here. They are, though, I have to say, if there is a link, Tenuous though, Will is really into this show on Netflix right now called um, Sex Education. Okay. So it's, and which is very British show, about, right? I think that's right. Yeah. And I've yeah. watched a little bit of it and it's pretty, it's pretty funny. So mm. it's, they're definitely at the age where they could appreciate, you're like, yeah. get ready. You know, some of the, yeah. Yeah. Like, hey, there's another show with sex in the title yeah. that uh, your old man uh, might have I something to do you're with. you're going to see his ass if you're curious. <laughs> <laughs> How can we make this time of your life slightly more yeah. awkward? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Introduce your father. Yeah, sex yeah, scenes, yeah. sex so, scenes uh, with your parents are already gonna... the most awkward thing. Imagine watching a sex scene with your with... parents when it's one 
one of your parents in the scene. So this is not the way to break up with a woman. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, we uh, we should watch the episode yeah, here. Yeah, let's watch the episode. We're doing, let's do it. Um, uh, episode three in season five, and it's called "Luck Be an Old Lady." Uh, so this will be exciting. This will be all of our first times watching this episode. Yeah, amazing. Let's, let's do go. it. Let's get into it. Bye. Right. Episode sixty-nine. Luck be an old lady. Carrie desperately tries to get everyone together for Charlotte's thirty-four birthday. Charlotte doesn't want to turn thirty-six because she feels she's getting old. Miranda goes to Atlantic City with the girls, feeling self-conscious about her weight. Samantha is paranoid that Richard is cheating with the entire female hotel staff. And now, back to the boys. Luck be a lady tonight. <laughs> Luck be an old lady tonight. I can't think it, of a uh, the, like the a less glamorous place than Atlantic City. It is. I've never been. If you've really? been to Atlantic City, I mean, all casinos are a little yeah. bit depressing mm-hmm. when you look around. You're like, man. But Atlantic City is is at least now extremely yeah. depressing. They did. It, a, it's gotten worse. It's well, I don't know. I mean, the first time I went was like 10 years ago yeah. and I've been only a few times and it was mostly like 10. I haven't been recently, but it, th- something they did that seems so realistic is when they walked in and Carrie was talking about the cigarette smoke. Oh yeah. Like oh, they yeah. pump in all the oxygen and have like fans going constantly. And just to watch people smoke so much indoors mm-hmm. and you don't smell it, but you do. Yeah. It's like this weird perfumey air going around. And you smell it on your body yes. for like, like a week afterwards. Yeah. Isn't stale, gross smell. I've never been to it. I kind of have that feeling just watching that episode. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Yeah. It, it feels like a, yeah, yeah. it's very yeah. casino. At like, the, I went to Las Vegas and the, um, even there, which is like the apex of, okay, like gambling can be cool. And even most of those, the only one, the win, which is like the fanciest mm-hmm. one, that one was like, whoa, this actually feels like glamorous in a way. And yeah, but sexy. Even, yeah. But other than that, all of them. No, yeah, I just, you just get this feeling when you're in casinos, you like look around at the people who are like, shouldn't be there and they're gambling. And you're like, man, like look at the people that occupy this space. And you're like, Oh wait, I'm also one of those people right now <laughs> in there. It's just like a really interesting experience going to those places. Yeah. yeah. Also, I looked it up the Trump Taj Mahal, which is where they were at. Right. Yeah. Went turned into the hard rock casino. Okay. October 28th. 2016. Okay. So that was oh, right before right. the election. That's the one I stayed at the Hard Rock when I went there. Wow. wow. Yeah. So that uh, we, yeah that would have been a week before the election. That's yeah. wild. So that's crazy. Are you guys gamblers at all? No. Like we've never really as as like much as the three of us have hung out. None of us have ever like played cards together. Are you Ben at all or? No, I'm not yeah. really like a poker player. I yeah. will play like some craps, you know, if we're, yeah. we, there's a couple people. I'm sorry. I'll play some blackjack. My wife loves playing craps and she's great at it because yeah. she's got this big sort of like personality yeah. that okay. it requires, you know, I don't really have that yeah. like people, big sort of. Uh, when I yeah. when I go to Vegas, like if you can get like seven people at a craps table that yeah. you all know, That's a lot of it is like. Even if you lose all your money, it is such a fun I get experience. It. I like totally get you're it. You're drinking, yeah. you're yeah. throwing dice, you're yeah. having fun, you're loud. And it's not that it, people are really intimidated by craps, 
just play uh, one game of Settlers of Catan, and it's the exact same <laughs> game. It's literally the exact same game. It's that's Settlers really funny. Odds, yeah. And if you roll seven, the robber comes and takes your money. It's just, yeah, that's yeah. funny. I've I like to I like to bet on NBA games that I'm refing. <laughs> it's weird. It's hard. Yeah, it's funny. You've got yeah. David Stern keeps coming up in your text. He while is we're such here. a fucking asshole. <laughs> Let me just do my thing. That's funny. I've heard. Yeah, I've heard. Craps is like. It's intimidating, but it's it's the one to be like if you go to Vegas or yeah. anywhere you know nothing about gambling, go yeah. do that. I've done with friends. Like yeah. it's still I've I've sat at a craps table by myself and it's like it's you can get excited with strangers, but yeah. if you have like four of your friends that are totally. getting excited with you, it's really fun. Going to a craps table by yourself feels like going to a bar by yourself. Yeah. Like if you're traveling alone and you're like, I'm gonna go out tonight and make friends. Yeah. It feels like going to restaurants like trying and to get in other people, people's conversations. And have conversations, yeah. but they're not yeah, it's not the same. I went to Atlantic City one time with work. There I worked at this one job where like we would take these like team bonding things once a year and we would go to Atlantic City and I played roulette and it's the only time I've ever won any money worst it, odds. and uh, worst odds. Huh. I won like $600 wow. and it just like kept happening. And, um, and it was so much fun, but there was a guy who was this, I think he was like a Russian guy. He looks like the guy in Barry who is who yeah, is Shmuel, yeah. who plays yeah. Shmuel in sex and the city. He was like a chubby Russian guy with like a tight sweater. And he would every five minutes, he would walk up. He wouldn't say anything to anyone. He would just look at the dealer and be like, where are we? Okay. And he would put down a thousand bucks on either red or black. Whoa. And then he would win. And then he would walk off, but he would just come back and just, that's his thing. Just keep betting a thousand bucks every five minutes and then winning it yeah. and like doubling the odds. And it was, it looks so stressful. And we were like, that dude has to have his insane yeah, gambling. Casinos have a really interesting ecosystem of people that exist. Yeah. Like you get people like that. Then you get the people that are, you know, just the grinders at the slot machines. Yeah. It's really interesting. Yeah. John, give us the breakdown. Yeah. So, uh, let me pull up my notes here. So that, that was like, we, we kind of, we'll talk about this more, but that episode felt extremely disjointed to mm-hmm. me. Uh, like the last episode we watched had like a really strong message and the through line bled into all the stories. Mm-hmm. This one, I don't know. It, it felt it's more really of a romp. Weird. Mm-hmm. I can uh, figure some of that stuff out, yeah. but you're right. And it's I mean, not... Carrie didn't have her computer. First of all, she wasn't even writing her notes on her Never. laptop. She was using <laughs> she was using the Taj Mahal uh, paper in her room, <laughs> and she wrote, uh, "You know, if we know the house always wins, why gamble?" And uh, Samantha's gamble was on her relationship with Richard. Mm-hmm. You know, she was dealing with the fact that he had cheated on her previously, and did she want to gamble on that relationship again? Um, Carrie and Charlotte kind of had. Uh, the same storyline, and that was putting yourself out there and gambling on relationships. Carrie was a bit pessimistic in this episode, saying, "You know, I don't think it's worth it. Like, why not just hedge it with and hedge your bets and just be with your friends?" She eventually turned around when she saw that couple uh, <laughs> at the end of the episode, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, Miranda's. I was trying to think about like what Miranda's storyline was, and I think it's just that she was in the gambling. <laughs> it was like. <laughs> Like, I was like, I was like, I wonder gambling. if she's like gambling with like Steve, like why, like is the house always going to win with Steve and Magda? And I was like, no, she was just like a secret gambling addict. And so like, that's why I think that was the most interesting part. The, of the message, the, this like, this, the story was it's really unexpected. weak. Yeah. And yeah. we talked about this a little bit and I hope to get into more when they leave New York, it just doesn't feel like the same. It, it reminds, show. yeah, we'll, we'll talk about ben, it. Ben, you had some, it, like some interesting comments on that. 
Well, I think that's always the case with those kind of like, you know, seeing the cast of Seinfeld outside of that little Mm -hmm. apartment set, you know, like things kind of just sort of fall apart. But then the real shows, you know, like I think you should be able to close your eyes and and just tell, you know, um, uh, you know, just by the the cast, what's going on and what the environment is. But yeah, I mean, New York is definitely a character in the yeah. show. And so yeah. when you leave there, I think some of that goes away, but it was fun for me to like, I haven't watched a show in a long time and it yeah. was still like, it yeah. was fun. It was yeah. like a, put me in a good mood. Yeah. You yeah. know, yeah. seeing those guys together. I mean, you guys are in the, the trenches of it. Um, but uh, I don't know. It was still fun to, to, to see those guys together. And it, it was, I don't know. Made me happy. Big, yeah, wh- big mile, big milestone. The uh, the end of Richard. The end of Richard. Yeah, I think yeah. this is the this is the. How end. many episodes has Richard been? He in? was in he, all of season or most. He was of early season, season four. four. And really, it was all through season four, and then at the end of four, he cheats on Samantha. Okay, and yep. then he comes back at the beginning of five. Okay, and got kinda, it. Got then it. They're, then they're done now. Um, where did you film? You you mentioned while we were watching. We, it. Yeah, we uh, shot at Silver Cup Studios. Okay, in okay. Queens. In Queens, yeah, which was great and had so much history, and I think. Uh, you know, obviously her apartment set is there mm-hmm. and all the, you know, all the, the sets were there and there was so many, there's so much great history about that place. And I think without that, you know, that's the magic. That's the mm-hmm. secret sauce of that. You know, those mm-hmm. set designers, and yeah. those guys really and becomes a character for those guys. And people probably feel the actors probably feel comfortable. Like that's their yeah, home base. They feel comfortable. If you're, yeah. if you're out in Atlantic city, it's got to feel that's different right. and weird. And that's right. So when you're, can you give us an example of like a built set that you were on? Cause I feel like most, even, even I know silver cup studios, but I was like, Oh yeah. They're not just in renting people's apartments. Yeah. You, know, no. there was, you had flats built out and stuff. Or? Yeah, totally. I remember filming, I think the the scene where I'm breaking up inside of you, that was a set at Silver Cup. Sarah okay. Jessica's, all the stuff that we did was always there. And it did feel, um, yeah, it felt like your home, you know, your home, mm-hmm. you know, you felt, um, what's the word? You felt safe there yeah. in yeah. a yeah. way to sort of try new things. Yeah. That's interesting because it's funny you don't, think about it and i guess because there's so many exterior shots where you guys are walking yes. around the city yep. like there's a bunch of stuff that you shot at the west fort basketball, basketball courts, courts um which is so interesting because like that's still a place that we walk by all the time but yeah. that particular corner feels like it has so much history they used to do like like nike basketball tournaments totally. and stuff there but i think with you guys shooting outside so much it totally slips by that you're that those are sets those feel like apartments really. totally um, They're big and nice, but they feel like apartments. Who should we cover first? Let's. What relationship should we? I go think with? we should cover um, Samantha first, just because yeah. we started talking about the end mm-hmm. of Richard. So, yeah. so something I didn't love, and and I'd love you to Ben weigh in on. Uh, first of all, did you did you film anything with Kim Cattrall during the the series? Were you? Did I you? don't think we ever had scenes together, okay. just one on one. I so think did, we, there was like a nightclub scene. Yeah, yeah. we were all kind of in. And so out does that of mean it, you're not like in contact with her a lot on the set? If you're not filming something with a, a specific character, does that mean you kind of just missed each other during your time there? I think that's right. We okay. would see each other at table reads and stuff yeah. like that, and then yeah, those big group, you know, those big, uh, 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 you know, New York City. Yeah, yeah. It was like always, um, but that was always sort of a cast of thousands. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was basically like with Sarah Jessica and and uh, most of my stuff was with her. Oh, Sarah Jessica. Miranda. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
That that's that's interesting. You you you, never, you always think that the cast of a show is like always together well, all the me, time, and that's like you like John is talking about. You listen to the Office podcast yeah. where they talk about, it, but that's almost more of a thing where they're always shooting scenes together. And so yeah, you I mean they were in that room together, all together, the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, that's definitely a different dynamic of every right. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's funny because even talking about the show, like it's always four different storylines usually. Yeah, it happening mm-hmm. in four different places. So when you guys are shooting, you can imagine you're just all over the place. And if they're not with days. boyfriends they're usually off with like these one-off guys yeah that they're having yeah. scenes with yeah uh, i think like my main problem with this version of samantha is just her lack of confidence mm-hmm. like the samantha character oh. to me is defined by like her her over sexual puns yeah. but mm-hmm. baked into this extremely confident shell it's funny yeah and it's like good. to see her insecure yes and that's why i think she comes to the realization where she's like i love you richard but i love myself more she's realizing that she is like the a, a, a like a beaten down version of herself that's and it a, feels weird that's a good like that's a good observation for relationships in general though, totally. because the thing that makes her character great is that she's on the offense a lot and yes. she's always like, you know, like making puns and like going after people or like pulling guys in. And this one, she's constantly suspicious and playing defense against all these random exactly. women and she's not sure what she's doing. And so it takes away like the thing that makes her her. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. And I think that's like you don't want her on the back foot. No, exactly. Like, and you can even have her doing the same physical bits. Like we've seen her like running up the stairs and like, Mm -hmm. and like, even if she had like the, the pearl thong, like that stuff would all still be very Samantha. But if she was on the offense, it would feel a lot more comfortable than with her on the defense. And I think that's like, you said, that's an important thing in relationships. Like you should be with someone who makes you the best version of yourself. Mm -hmm. I think it took her a long time to realize like, Richard is great. He's wealthy. He's, uh, he's, she's attracted to her, mm-hmm. but if he's making her a worse version of herself. You guys know what a pearl necklace is, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like waiting. Well, cause <laughs> yeah, they, have, a- they have a weird, they have a weird, um, like sometimes it doesn't all line up. Like, cause I was waiting for them just to be like, that's when you come on a chest Yeah, yeah. because there's wait, that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> this goes back to Ben. We were talking about doing sex education. Like, ben, tell me what a pearl necklace yeah, is. Ahead. But they, there's like certain times where they'll like dance around something without saying it. And then other episodes, it's just like, Whoa, oh, honey, yeah, yeah. The yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just like ran past it. And so, yeah. this, I was like, That's really was like, there's a lot of innuendo. Whereas, like, there was the one episode where they're at like a they're at a party and like there's a guy like drinking off and then he ejaculates and it like goes on. Oh my face. gosh, yeah, she, no, and I was like, that was one of the only times that I'm like. I, this is like a little too far. Yeah, like they, yeah. It's the tantric sex class. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Um, which terrible. that reminds us, we got to do that for the podcast. We got to do a live <laughs> go one. To a t- we're doing that. In, we're class. doing that here in LA. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. rented one. Do you have, do you know a good place, Ben, that we can take it to? <laughs> that seems like <laughs> a big... My house. <laughs> in like 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We got to wrap this up. Yeah. yeah. I do think, um, yeah, I do think that that I, I've been in relationships like that, that you're like, I just can't be comfortable. Like, yeah, I yeah. can't. Yeah. Um, and then I've been in ones that, that have been like, man, this is easy. Yeah. Totally. Um, and I think it was, I, th- I, I agree with what you said about Samantha. And also there's a thing that's like, that's kind of what we've wanted from her. The, the first few seasons, it's like, you're more than just sex puns. Mm. And this is like, kind of an it's not what you want forever but it is nice to have a little bit of depth with her that's like she's a human yeah she's not like she's not superwoman right and she can be hurt and can get jealous and i think she hates that about 
this too. Yeah. Like yeah. She's tried so hard to be like, fuck, what is going on? Right. Yeah. Yeah. We've talked about that, like wanting that from her character through all the seasons. And I think they finally have like really fleshed it out with the depth, which they did that with Charlotte too. You kind of take someone where you start with this archetype yeah, and then you go to a place where you kind of have to like break it down and destroy it. And then on the other end, you can probably go back to the archetype, but it's deeper, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. yeah it's, so- uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, what's it called? The, the, the character circle of uh, what is the guy's name? The um, Joseph Campbell. The, the hero's, hero's journey. Hero's, yeah, <laughs> Joseph Campbell. Oh, wow. Hero's that's journey. <laughs> that's yeah. Hey, that's Char- hey, speaking of Charlotte, Charlotte is like she's she's back. She got broken down with Trey, and she's yeah. like she, she's she ready went and bought to that get slutty out there. dress. Yeah, she's got her dress on. Yeah, I'm interested to talk about the ZZ the Top. Thing. You're interested to talk about, I'm ZZ, about ZZ Top. <laughs> I really there's a missed opportunity that Tush was not used in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, is there other stuff we want to cover with Samantha? No, I think just like, uh, I'm excited to see what comes next. Like I'm excited to see what is next for that character, because I think this is a low point for her and yeah. what we've seen so far. Mm-hmm. And I think they're going to use this to really launch her into something great. And yeah. Excited for her to be like back. Yeah. You know, me too. Yeah. I think that was one of the reasons why this episode felt so weird. It was kind of a Samantha ish episode Yeah, with her private jet and her yeah. relationship with Richard. And it's like. That's done. Let's let's move forward and, mm-hmm. and see what happens. Let's talk about Charlotte, and then we can get into Carrie and like the overarching theme. Yeah, real quick. Mm-hmm. The Charlotte thing is like she's turning. Th- I didn't realize that they're all thirty six, thirty seven. I thought that they were that old when the show started, and I didn't realize like where we were in age time now. Yeah, yeah. but she's turning thirty five again. And I, one thing that I thought was interesting is like where she's at like she flew on the plane with them was like into knitting but then at the end i thought the scene with her and carrie where she just wanted to talk to those guys and let them buy him a drink mm-hmm. i thought it was so weird that carrie was like no we can't do this it's like you're in you're in atlantic city <laughs> yeah. um first of all the drinks are free everyone's established that and <laughs> yeah. then she's like let these guys buy us a drink but the fact that carrie was just like no i want time with you it's like you're both dressed up at a and casino, a, yeah. and these she was two guys, exactly, one hundred percent. I was like, "Why, why are you doing that?" Go to Atlantic City, yeah. and yes. those guys were, and it's her birthday. It was those like her were birthday. nice guys. Yeah, yeah. totally. They that didn't seem that is kind of carry ish yeah. of her. Being that was like, very no, it wasn't it's, like the guys in the craps table were asking them. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. These, were, these guys have yeah. full heads of hair. Which I yeah. looked it up. I think it's the guy at the craps table. One of them is in The Irishman, and he's in like every New Jersey mob movie. I mean, oh, that's so funny. There was definitely some. We were talking about Sopranos before this. They definitely called up. <laughs> Same cast director. Yeah. They're like, can you send a few of the Sopranos guys over? Yeah. Um, totally. Uh, did, so, ben, did you know the uh, when you were uh, in the pilot season, the first season, did you did you know the age of everyone? Was that because they, oh. they kind of make it ambiguous yeah, to the no. viewer uh-uh. of who everyone like what everyone's age is? You know, Samantha's a bit older, but you don't really know Carrie's age and Charlotte's age. Yeah, no, I had no. Just hearing them talk about birthdays, I was like, oh yeah, how old are these guys? Did yeah, you know how old never, Skipper was supposed to be? Mm, no 20s i think yeah because i I would feel like if carrie was 30 let's say she was 33 when the show started Mm -hmm. 32 Mm -hmm. i feel like skipper seems like he was like four or five years younger yeah like 20 like she's a senior he's a freshman type do you guys think they did that intentionally because i think one of the great things about new york is age becomes blurred in Mm -hmm. a lot of friendships like even the three of us there's a decent yeah, of age I'm between like, all of us. Yeah, yeah we there's all like hang a, out. There's like an eight year gap between yeah, all I of feel us. Like what, in really, other, what is the age? I so I'm 42. Okay, mm-hmm. 
I'm 36. I'm 34. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. So like, but in, in what other did you, parts. What did you think though? I, I would have thought, yeah, kind of what you're saying. I sort yeah. of thought it was this pan yeah. age. Yeah. You and guys were yeah. so in sync as a, well, as, a as a pod. Yeah. <laughs> well, we know each other really well, but I've had this theory for years that it, depending on like where your life stage is at in New York, like with marriage and kids, you can kind of be eternally 27 or 28. Yeah, York, so totally. That's funny. You can, you can have a career job and be responsible but you can also occasionally stay out till 2 a.m. on a weeknight. Yeah, which is and how then this you, podcast got started. Exactly. <laughs> and then you can be like, also, I'm doing a Tough mutter this weekend, but I'm yeah. also traveling for business. Like, you can kind of just have all these adult and youthful things happening yeah. at the same time. And so I think that's like a really good call on Darren Starr to maybe, they did that intentionally of blurring the ages of the characters because mm-hmm. that's not like it, this in other parts of the country. Like in other parts in, in where I went to school in Minnesota, like you kind of stick with people you graduated with. Yeah. You yeah. stick with your, your friends that maybe you knew through school or college. Mm-hmm. In New York, we have friends that are like, 24 yeah. all the way up to like well, 48 like and mm-hmm. you just kind of all hang out together and you all do and I have, New York I have, hasn't gotten so expensive though that it's like only the I don't know I mean I guess if you're 24 it's weird it you have, seems like that person has been pushed to the side by most, New York most well, 24 year olds that I interact with make way more money than me <laughs> I'm serious because they come and they're just like well, Merlin's new roommate like he's he just came here he's like yeah I just graduated and I got this job and he's making like $90,000 a yeah. year because he just Whoa. Is working in finance. I remember yeah. when I, my, and when I'm I, like, I'm not making. That. Yeah. <laughs> and you're buying. I don't know, man. Drinks. Podcasting's yeah. pretty lucrative. Yeah, no, he's, we talk about our podcast model just to lose money. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. Someone was like, is your model to break even? No, it's to lose, lose money. money. Yeah. You put it all on the table and you lose that thousand dollar chip yeah. like Carrie did. But no, I, I feel like, yeah, they're younger people. Like my first temp job in New York when I, I moved here to, do comedy and I was like 27 yeah. and I was a file clerk at a, at a construction company and I was giving like welcome packets to kids that were 22 that were coming in making like $90,000 a year. And I was, I looked at the check stubs the other day cause I was going through some stuff. I was making $17 an hour and like netting 400 bucks a week. <laughs> and that's, and it's, it's only that's gone how much up. I made. I made $17 an hour to pass out flyers in times square. That really? My first job. Yeah. Do you remember what you were getting paid for watching the uh, the door at the comedy yeah, club? I was just maybe twenty five bucks a night on yeah. a weekend, maybe. A, a night, a yeah, night, a night, and then and then you'd watch the door all night, and then at the end you'd get to do a. Set. I know who wants to see the doorman do wow. five minutes. What was your? Would, would people recognize you? Would they be like, "Hey, you're the door guy"? Like, thanks for checking my idea. It was funny because it was oddly tense because there'd be two people left. You yes. Know? And yeah, you're yeah. like, but then there'd be like five comics. You're yeah. Like, Better yeah. not walk those people. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, so there was a lot of pressure. <laughs> Very relaxing for an audience member to laugh. Yeah. Just like, okay, I'm here. Yeah. Make me the, laugh. The first, the first show I ever did stand up was like, it was like an end of a class. We did like 10 weeks and then we have a class at the end. And everybody from the class maybe brought like one person or two people and I like told everyone I know. So I had like 35 people show up. Oh, awesome. And, and they all paid like $20 and then two drink. So they paid like $47. Like, it was like the most expensive night of comedy. Mm-hmm. Then like a few years later, Corey and I are hosting a free show with like really great comedians yeah. and all this stuff. And everyone's like, remember when we paid $50 to <laughs> yeah. do five minutes yeah, of the first time you ever stood on? I've, seen, like, but that's I've like, seen Todd Berry, Jim Gaffigan, Alana Glazer do shows for free <laughs> yeah. at your place. Yeah, the totally. But you're like, that's like a streaming service. You pay up front yeah. and you get everything for the rest of the year. That's yeah. like my career. Yeah. You pay yeah, up front totally. and then, you know, just see what happens. Um, let's talk about, I'm, I'm cur- most curious 
talk about Miranda, not necessarily because her storyline was super strong. I, although I do think it's really funny that sure. this high, powerful lawyer who yeah. is super buttoned up and fiscally responsible is a gambling addict. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But dude, I'm assuming Miranda is who you shot most of your scenes. Cynthia yeah, yeah, yeah. Who you shot most of your, most of your scenes with. And I'd love to just kind of talk about your experience with her. She is such a in, and no disrespect to any other actor on the show, but she's probably the best actor. She's in, she she was so a good. stage actress. Oh, what a, yeah. I mean, she's, she's just like, she's I can't ins- remember. I mean, do we talk about doing sex scenes the last time? I think we did a little bit. Did just a little so you bit. said it's like, it was like a little, um, I, you'd I, show up. I, I really had a hard time remembering my lines. Because yeah. Even though she was like, you know, super nice and everybody was really welcoming. I was so green and mm-hmm. I just was literally like, Learning on the job with you know the Michael Jordan of yeah you know, yeah of of acting and so it was a little intimidating and um, but I think that was baked into the character a little bit was that he was like you know playing with his confidence right yeah, yeah. you know how much so I could kind of. You know, I wasn't Mr. Big. I was able to be more of a sensitive yeah. soul. So yeah. that was, but it was really. I don't want to say intimidating, but it was pretty, it was pretty scary. And, um, you know, I kind of got in some hot water because of something. I had a friend who was working for this magazine called, um, her name was Emma Taylor and she had a magazine, an an internet site that was all about like sex Okay, and it was about like literate smut and it was called. I'll, you can look it up. um, It's, uh. It was it like it was a really big deal in the late nineties. This guy named anyways. It wasn't Gawker, was it? No, like, no, no. It was before that. Okay. And um they asked she asked me to write a piece about like shooting a sex scene. And I didn't really like okay it with HBO or anything. Interesting. Uh, but I was like a I was an English major. Like I was a writer. I yeah. had one of my first jobs out of college was like writing, you know, making sure. restaurant reviews and yeah. stuff. So I was like, okay, I'll I'll write about the sex scene and I'll just totally make fun of myself, which is, you know, how true it was, but somehow she found out about it and she didn't really know like what the internet was or, and I got like a kind of a scary call from her saying like, Oh, you know, what is this? What are you doing? Oh my God. Wow. This is from Cynthia Nixon. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. Do you just get, yeah, dude, when you get that, go- like when you're just like doing something that it's like, oh, you're just doing your thing and then you get in trouble. Like as an adult, isn't it so weird to get in trouble? Oh my, to be yelled at? Like I have a stomachache thinking about it. I know. Yeah, I know. I know. And I was like, I was like, if you really, and it was funny because she has since gone through some changes herself. Mm-hmm. So I think in my defense, she was coming from a, a place of a little bit of a vulnerability yeah. mm-hmm. and an yeah. insecurity. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think if you look at the piece, like I am very like, like it's very, um, self-effacing yeah. and, uh, and yeah, I, I went about it hundred percent the wrong way, but I didn't know, you know, that I didn't really know that anybody would even find out about it, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it was my, you know, I mean, what would you do? You're a comic. You're like, you know, yeah. what the now, you know, they have you sign these things about, you know, what you tweet about and what. So, you know, I, I probably, I, I fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. And you're, did, uh, how, how did the call end? Was it like, did you have to shoot stuff after that? Or was it like a year after you're off the show? Um, I think we had more stuff after that. Cause I, I feel like that was between, it was at some break in the show. And then we yeah. went back and did more episodes. 
But it, I, I don't know if it was one of the reasons why I got, why I was not invited back. Yeah. But I think, I mean, I think ultimately like watching the show now and like watching how well Steve works in that universe. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. He's great. Like, yeah. He's a great yeah. actor. He's got great hair. Yeah. You know, like he's uh he can do more things, you know, like he can, yeah. I can, I can see why, you know, why he fit with that, um, that group of, uh, why he could fit into the dynamic yeah. really well. Um, he's also like, um, thing with Steve that it seems like the first season, like he's like such a true New Yorker. We just met in the last episode. We met his, his like mother from Queens oh. and you're like, he, even with the accent, you're like, Oh, he is one of the only like, yeah. Like what you think of as like, I'm a New Yorker. And, like exactly. yeah. and so there, there's something with that, that, it almost seems like Skipper would have been like, I graduated from Georgetown and I came yes. here. And that is like one of those missing links of the show that's like, mm. oh, yeah, there's the real people that live in New York. Yes. And yes. Like, ride the bus and help their mom go to church on Sunday. Yeah. Like, yeah. The only uh, other. Plus, I, I, and I don't I haven't watched a lot of it, but Steve does this great dumb guy thing where it's yeah. just yeah. like. Yeah. But he's also like really won't back down. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. almost like a Michael Rappaport or like. Yeah. 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 Like that's a, yeah. It's great. And I'm definitely not that. But yeah. I yeah. think like. Um, I get it. I get why that works really mm-hmm. well yeah. for the show and the th- longevity of the show. I think it's interesting though that both Skipper and Steve's characters are are Yings to to Miranda's Yang. Sure. Like he yeah. is kind of like the dumb sporty type where Skipper was like the smart, kind of nerdy sensitive. sensitive yeah, type. yeah, yeah, yeah. And like both of them are uh, op- uh, like opposing forces to the character that she portrays. Totally. What would you, if you're at the casino with Miranda, Yeah. what's, she's just, she's going out. She's like, she's like, I'm, I'm, I can't come home. I got to go to the tables. How, how does, how does Skipper just Wow. You know, I, yeah, I'd probably try and see where is this coming from? You know, it seems like you're really tightly wound. Like what, you know, I think I'd want to facilitate that because like what other, what other outlet can she have? Yeah. Yeah. She's trying to be a good mom. She's trying to kill it at the career. You know, she can't drink. She can't smoke. She can't fuck. Yeah. Yeah. You could lure her her home with some Count Chocula cereal. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I like that. See, Skipper's like, yeah. Yeah, have your fun. Hey, listen, everybody it. needs an outlet. Yeah, you need yeah, advice. Yeah. It was funny. Yeah. Um, you seem like you have. Uh, I also think it's funny too that you're keeping, like, you're doing accounting for for Carrie. <laughs> like, that's a really funny idea of like her finances. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, we're. That's a funny. That's a real deep. <laughs> <laughs> we. I feel like sometimes if we sat down with some of the writers, they'd be like, because we're like thinking of it as the whole world and yeah. all these, and it's sort of just like, well, she just went to big to ask for help with money, not the time yeah. to go gamble and yeah. pick up. The check for your friends. There's like yeah, a lot yeah. of things where they're just like you got to open up your yeah. your 401k or yeah. your your IRA. You haven't even maxed it out yet this mm-hmm. year. Okay? I do feel like if you said this with the writers, they would just be like, "It's a TV show, man." Yeah, come on, <laughs> yeah. Come on. we're just we, trying. We to, made we're, her we're, float in one episode. Why don't you settle down? We're just yeah. trying to hit some plot points. Okay, you can't. None of the the math won't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. come on. Um, what was your first date with your wife like, Kara? Um. I met her cause I went up to Williamstown. I, I thought I was going up there for like a guy's weekend. I mm-hmm. thought I was just getting out of Dodge. And so I literally like packed nothing. I packed like a backwards baseball cap and like a <laughs> pair of shorts. And, uh, I got up there and I met her at this party and we were like, it took us like five hours to drive from New York city to Williamstown, Massachusetts. Yeah. Cause we got, it was pre ways and we got really lost. Yeah. And so when we get up there, 
this woman who I don't know gets right in my face and she's like, where were you? What the fuck? And I was like, who I'm really responding to this woman. Uh-huh. <laughs> who is, <laughs> and it was this point in my life where I was a little bit of a lost cosmic lost soul. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so I really responded to these strong personality types and Kara was one of them. And yeah. so our first date was after we hooked up at, in Western Massachusetts mm-hmm. and had this sort of fun weekend together. And then she, we started going long distance between yeah. oh, wow. New York and LA, but she went to a lot of the, the premiere, you know, she went to a lot of the HBO events with me and stuff. Awesome. And our, like the foundation of our marriage was that, you know, was working on that show and wow. being, you know, part of this New York thing. Were, were you on the show when you met her? Yeah. Is yeah. That, was that, did that come up? Cause that's such like, I, I always try and like, if I'm on a first date, I, I always like, hold back and then try and figure out the coolest way to say, to talk about my, you usually show you're real. <laughs> I've, I've, I've seen you. I've been in a bar and I've been like, Oh, you're on a date. And then you're like, Hey dude, do you have a phone charger? Yeah. Yeah. I got to show my real. So that's, that's, that's me. That's me. This it's, is a, it's a, the background. A one show real. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm a, my character's name was Rodney. They don't name it in the show, but that's what it says on IMDb. <laughs> it's un- uncredited. Yeah. 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 Um, but is that was was that my, my character's name in Twister, by the way, was Video Crew, which is video crew. I was like the camera guy. <laughs> Video, Video <laughs> Crew. That's so great. He's an exchange. Yeah, he yeah. adds a lot more color. Um, so, was yeah, they, so we kind of our relationship was sort of in in that time. Like, it was really funny. I remember Kara has a really strong memory of going to some premiere and getting stuck stuck in the back of a limo with Mr. Big and, wow. um, Oh, this other famous New York actress who, uh, who does a bunch of Broadway stuff who I'm going to blank on right now. But yeah, so we like, you know, that was kind of the beginning of our yeah. relationship. Wow. It was kind of That cool. is such a great flex. Yeah. That's just such a great thing. That's like, we met in Williamstown. It's like, come on back to New York. I know. I'm on HBO. I like, know. That's, that's there was very amazing. little of my career that was like that. Yeah. But that was, but that it seemed, was. And clearly you guys have been together long enough that it's not just like there's a real relationship there, but that's gotta be like pretty that's impressive. Really funny. Have you and Chris Noth ever relived any of that where you're like, Hey, you know, when my wife and I started dating, I know she got stuck in the back of a limo with you and <laughs> yeah. she knew you as Mr. B. <laughs> we did relive a little bit of that when we were down in Atlanta, we were just talking about all those, how much pressure, you know, I always, you always think those premieres, the rap parties and stuff are always going to be so much fun. They yeah. are, are, but then there's always some weird drama that's going, you know, through that stuff. Huh. Yeah. And so we were just kind of, you know, talking about that. And, uh, but yeah, it was, it was funny to have him be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's cool. With, um, you you mentioned you guys worked out. You and Noth were working out down in <laughs> you Atlanta. guys were you guys were crushing some hit workouts. Yeah, um, yeah. We, uh, um, I mean, we may as well do it on mic rather than. Is there anyone? Can we get Noth on ever? Can you? Will you? I you love that you're Noth putting me bump? on me on the. St- I I, I, I will. About it. I was like, I may as well. Like, we may as well. Okay, hey, let hey, me look at right here, Kevin. You miss hundred percent of the shots you, you don't, don't take. Because I mean, but I so keep... you got through that so organically. You... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, can you? Um, uh, Thank you. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. 
say, you've planted this seed. Let me let me see what I can do. I have, I I, I will, let me see what I can do. It, listen, yeah. if you could water it. I'll one-up it if we, if you, we could get him on for an interview, but then we need to recreate this Atlantic City episode with the five of us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We all five yes. go to AC. Oh Gnoth will just be like yeah. Richard. Everyone will know his name. We have a yes. pair of pearl tidy whities that you can wear. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys ever, you know, he's got a nightclub in we New York. Went to, we, went to, we went oh, yeah. to a Cynthia Nixon campaign rally at that nightclub. Oh, cool. It's the okay. cutting room. I think that's right. We yeah, went yeah. to a, she, she did a campaign rally. We went there. We met Rosie O'Donnell who oh. opened for Cynthia Nixon. When we were so there. We, we were, it, awesome. That was like the yeah. first few weeks we were doing it. So now I would have just asked Rosie, been like, can we have your information? I know. Have you on? But instead we're like, oh, hi. We, we had, I don't even know if we had episodes. Did we have episodes? I don't think, I don't I don't think so. we did. We had yeah. business cards. For we had some business reason, cards that we, I remember we showed one to Cynthia Nixon <laughs> and, she's like, cool. and she was in full campaign mode and she was just like very oh. much a Miranda mode. She's like very nice. Like, Oh, that's cute. And then just yeah. like, he was talking to, you know, next picture. Are, yeah. Next picture. She was very nice. Um, well, I don't want this interview to end, but I think no. unfortunately the re they need to st sell some real estate here in Culver city. So we, uh, we need to probably wrap it up. And the last thing that we do is our, our Cosmo rating. And uh, we rate the episode one to five Cosmos. Half and quarter Cosmos are, of right. course, allowed. And uh, you, we'll let you think about it. Uh, I know you haven't seen a ton of the shows. We've seen up to this point. Right. And so let's rate it. How many shows have you seen? What's the number? Uh, I think I think this is 72. I can find out I the think exact. It's 72, I think I yeah. can find. I'll find the exact number. While they, talking they here. Yeah, we've seen everything up to this point, And they... The episode, the seasons have a different number of episodes. Every, I think it's like six. And how many are there total? I think there's ninety six. Oh, that was so episode sixty nine, right there. That was episode sixty nine. Yeah. Okay. Really? Cool. Yeah. Uh -huh. And so, once it ends, we're just we already talked about. It. We're just people like, what are you going to do? It ends. We're like, run it back. Just watch you know it we're going to do We're going to we're going to we're going to start at the end of the series and watch it backwards and yeah. pretend the timeline does that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's we're going to Benjamin Button the show. Yeah. Yeah. That's Smart. What we'll do. yeah. Smart. Um, um, but yeah, you right. can use your compendium of all your experience of the show mm -hmm. to come up with your. And I'm sure rating. you probably had at one point a show Bible that listed all the characters and all that stuff. So you have maybe like even a more in depth. Uh, you, you and Cindy Shoepack at a coffee shop, yes. going like till five in the morning, yeah. smoking cigarettes and drinking. She's Cindy Shoepack, the writer producer on the show oh okay. i'm sure go. that you and her um, all right so the three of us will go first and then and then we'll get yours after okay. you guys ready three two one two, two point seven, five. Five. Oh, you went to you did two and a half yeah you did two seven five two i did two. two. Oh, okay yeah. okay yeah. good uh, i'm in the cool kids club yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you want me to defend mine since i went highest yeah you went highest oh, i'm curious why you rated it well, higher than uh, than the middle of road yeah i mean we talk about this that I am consistently like, Oh, I went too high, but like, or, or I like, Oh, I should change my rating. I, it was very off, but it felt like a movie version of like, like a wacky romp. Like you said, um, I feel like there were some fun character things and, uh, th there was something that I can't remember. Oh, I guess thematically there was a thing. It was like hit you over the head. Not great. But at the end, we're, Carrie puts the chip down. She's like, what happens after 36? And the guy's like, 
I guess you fall off the table. Yeah. But there was a struggle that I think is real amongst people we know getting older in New York and just in our friend group stuff, like people getting older and kind of hitting this place where you're like, I'm at this middle point in life and things are not necessarily set up with what I maybe grew up with or saw modeled to me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where things are going to go after this. And she's like looking at the couple on the bench, which that moment was so ridiculous the the, the married couple, but like, but it, there wasn't thematically. He loves that pink sky. He, she's mm-hmm. like you and your pink sky. Thematically, I felt like it touched on some interesting things, and I like that they come back on the bus together. That felt mm-hmm. like it. Yes. That felt like a moment that tied up really well. Um, but I think them getting out of New York, it doesn't always feel right, and I. I feel like the LA episodes felt maybe the best of them doing that. Mm-hmm. This one felt a little the wacky. Hamptons. They, they feel the Hamptons. Feels, the yeah. Hamptons. Yeah. But it, the Hamptons, that feels like an extension of the LA. Hamptons feels but like I, New York. Yeah. But one thing I will say they did well with going, there is a part of going to Atlantic city that it does feel like an extension of New York in the weirdest way. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you're like, what is this other world we're in? And they mm-hmm. hit that in a few ways. That's true. With the, even talking back to the guys where they're like, what are you having triplets? Like, mm-hmm those are the kind of dudes that hang out in Atlantic city, just like mm-hmm. dudes that are just going to gamble and yeah. be jerks sometimes. Yeah. So they, they hit some things right, but yeah, that's mm-hmm. where I've kind of come with it. It wasn't, it wasn't great, but yeah, yeah. I, I rated it too. It, it was not my favorite episode. Uh, I think it was overall pretty disjointed than a normal sex and city episode. There were things I like about it. The first thing that I really liked about it was a, the scene with Samantha, Charlotte, and Richard on the airplane. I don't recall ever having a scene with Charlotte and Samantha together. Mm, yeah. uh, they're they're kind of like Carrie's opposing friends. They like butt heads a little bit more. And so having them interact with just the two of them and seeing Charlotte like really get grossed up by the Pearl Thong was really fun. Yeah. And then like you said, the last scene when all four of them are on the bus was like a really special scene. And it was, it was, we got a good picture of the picture and mm. it was just a nice little moment to see all, all four of the ladies together. So uh, overall, not my favorite episode, but yeah, we want. I, my highlights of it were the, all this, like a really good, not extras casting, but like small bit parts were all mm. really, I was like, Oh yeah. And they didn't glamorize the casino, which I thought was cool. Yeah. It was like, which is people that do go to Atlantic city. Like I feel like are like, eh, it is, it's like kind of shitty Vegas. And like, mm-hmm. I, I liked that. Um, and then both my cosmos go to Kristen Davis, my huge crush who yep. is just looking like a total babe. Yeah. So if you're listening there, Kristen, still wait. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I, I liked I liked it in general, but uh, they they need these episodes where they get out because they make, you know, the 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 bitter episodes make the beautiful ones all the sweeter. You know what I mean? Like yeah. this is one of those ones that it's like they got to get out of there so that we next week can watch them come back to New yeah. York. You know? Yeah, yeah. I I feel like it was a. Um, it's an interesting point in my. I, I guess the, the takeaway is like. Is friendship a gamble? I'm not sure what the takeaway was yeah. supposed to like. Yeah. The connection is exactly. But I will say this, that as I have gotten older, and I think it's different for women than it is for men, but like maintaining male relationships mm-hmm. is hard. Yeah. Making mm-hmm. new friends is really hard. Yeah. And I think women are more uh, naturally, you know, they can just do it easier. I don't know why. So I, part of me was like, oh, I, I, I get that. You know, there's work that has to go into this. There's work to, it's, it's not something that comes as easy, you know? And, uh, and so I get that. And it did, I don't know. It was just fun to, so yeah, that was my, uh, that's why I liked it. And, and yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. I do think also this happened. It happened quickly because like life always happens quickly, but it was like, I feel like I got out of college and then all of a sudden things happen. And then I have friends that are like, oh yeah, like we need to start having kids. Yeah. And I, I did like, I think they, they've done a better job in other episodes talking about it, but just the, uh, being 36 and wanting to maybe have kids like that was an interesting part with Charlotte. Like when she was like, I really want these things. Um, I thought that was interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 That's the, they're dealing with like those life changes and also being like the glamorous women that they are in New York and dealing with craps tables, craps tables, um, blowing my dice. Ben, thank you so much. Thank, thank you this. so much. Yeah, this was absolutely incredible. We're going to have to have Guys. the heads of the real estate office take a picture uh-huh. for us. <laughs> this is just like, this will be one of those memories. that's like, remember when we rented that weird back office and hung out with Ben Weber? Yeah. It's like, it's like oh, the... Oh, the places you'll go. Yeah. It's so great. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Well, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. yeah thank, thank you so you. much. I appreciate it. So much fun. This, this was great. Um, is there is there any like social media or, or thing that you regularly uh, promote that you want? Or, or? I'm on, uh, what am I? I'm on B-Web on Instagram. Okay. That's my thing. And I've gotten some from the last thing. So yeah, B-E-E, B-E-E Web and Instagram. Yeah. Cool. cool. Amazing. When you're in New York, we definitely yes. need to. Uh, oh yeah, dude. Go out we for have a drink. In yeah, New York. yeah, yeah. We have a trip. I think that's going to be coming up. Please look us yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. pretty soon. Okay. Yeah. yeah, let us know. Okay. Amazing. Awesome. Bye. Right. Thank Bye. you so much. Bye. The Bradshaw Boys stars Corey Cavan, John Sieber, and Kevin James Doyle. The show is produced by Jeremy L. Balin. For more information on the guys, check out their website at bradshawboys.com on social media at the Bradshaw Boys. And if you see them in the street, tip your glass. Thanks for listening.